Hi, I'm Jimmy Navio. Hello, and welcome. This is uh, my little podcast. It's called Hit the Bucket. Thank you guys for being here. Welcome. Uh, guests who are coming from... <laughs> Hi, I'm Jimmy Navio. Uh, welcome to all my guests coming over from uh, Mr. Bruce Cooper's channel. You guys are awesome. You guys have been, honestly, I, I've been really excited for this podcast because I got to say... Bruce, you have. Uh, I'm gonna bring him on in just a second. We're gonna get rid, uh, get some business stuff over with first. But uh, you guys have been so incredibly welcoming. Like you have cultivated an awesome community. Like I, every time I show up in his channel, he's like, "I'm doing a podcast. Post your links. What's going on?" Like nothing but positive energy and like super great community. Like I can tell you really care, and. That is awesome. Bruce is going to be on in just a second. Before I bring him on, I want to remind my uh, listeners of a couple of things. This podcast, if you're listening to it on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, wherever, uh, a reminder that we do this live on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Jimmy Navio, every Wednesday night at 6 p.m. Pacific. So come join us live. It's really fun. Um, Sometimes we uh, answer audience questions and stuff during the show. So check it out. Also, there's a YouTube channel. Uh, please go check it out. Subscribe. We, we edit and put all the videos up there by Friday. It, it should go out across all the different uh, platforms by Friday once we get it edited. Uh, also, a reminder, in my merch channel, we have a Hit the Bucket shirt available. And if you have any questions, any uh, guest suggestions, uh, sponsorship opportunities, anything like that, you can contact the team at hitthebucketpodcast at gmail.com. And that's all the business shits. So without further ado, I'm going to bring on my guest, Mr. Bruce Cooper. And you may notice that my co-host is not here at the moment. He's stuck in L.A. traffic. He forgot. He's back in L.A. and he forgot how bad the traffic is. So he'll probably be joining us uh, a little bit later on. But for now, it's just going to be me and Bruce chatting for a minute, getting to know him. So I'm going to bring him on now. Do you want to unmute yourself? Hello. Hey. How's you it going? Me? Yes, I can. Good. How you doing? Hello. I'm good. How are you? Good. We uh, we had a chance. We I always connect with my uh, guests a little bit before the show starts and uh Get to know him a little bit, work out the technical difficulties, and we had a nice little chat. I got to know you a little bit. And uh, I pointed out, I didn't know this. He, he showed me this right before we started. He's got the coolest little light set up behind him. Obviously, if you're a fan of his, you know about this. But any of my viewers out there, it's really cool. You said the audience can, like, interact with it? Yeah, so if you're in my channel, um, you can type exclamation point color followed by any color you want or like a hex code and it will like adjust the color the background color to whatever color you type in chat that's pretty awesome is that something you uh developed yourself or is that where how, how did you where's that come from um no well so uh it's something i've always wanted ever since i found out that light bulbs could do that um <laughs> right people are, are now in my channel doing it which yeah is, i have both channels up i just saw monopoly type color pink color green that's awesome yeah, yeah so uh I, i'm gonna make sure that he can't do that anymore um, <laughs> oh your face changes colors too yeah it's really great um but anyway uh, i reached out to a buddy of mine who is a lot smarter than me his name is eklos and he he's the one who who was able to make it happen. So 
all all credit goes to him um in in he's he wrote some python code and and fixed and made it happen for me so it's his it's his doing i just got to fix this really quick sure is that Um, an actual bit cup behind you too yeah yeah i've got a bit cup on my shelf and Um, is that real like if someone donates bits or whatever it fills that up behind you yeah yeah that's sir that's pretty cool yeah it's you know i don't know man like there's there's so many people like i stay up all night thinking about how what i could do that might be just a little bit different you know i got this limited space this little window on the internet and i'm gonna try to put as much weird stuff into it as i as i possibly can yeah yeah i get it that's awesome yeah Thank so, you. um, Bruce, I, I, I've honestly, I've been racking my brain trying to figure out, uh, flash. Thank you. Welcome everyone. I I've been trying to figure out where, I don't remember if someone suggested me to you. I think, uh, you know, Josh Tucker, I think that might be the connection because yeah, I think yeah. he, he might've hosted you or so. I, I don't know how, but I, one day I ended up in your stream and I really liked everything about it. I was like, oh, this guy, this he's got some cool stuff going on. So I put you, I cool. I have a list of like like people that I want to get on the podcast. And there's the big hitters and then there's like maybe down the road type people. And you were on sure. my big hitters list. And I was oh, like, thank oh, you. I got to start planning the next few months. And I was like, I'm going to reach out to this guy. And I like, I, you had no idea who I was. <laughs> and I messaged yeah. you. I was like, hey, tell me to fuck off. But if you want to. Yeah. If you want to be a guest on my podcast, I'd love to have you. And his first response was, fuck off. <laughs> I was like, I like this guy already. Yeah, man. He's the I best. Mean, say, like, if you're not going to find that, you know, humorous, like, this would never work. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. people reach out for weird stuff all the time. And I kind of like to test a little, you know, a little bit if it's something like this. And a lot of times, like, I'll get blocked or it's probably not the smartest, like, career move. But, I mean, if you're going to respond you know the way you did then hell yeah i'll be on your podcast gotta be able to roll with it wow look at you guys yeah (laughs) see that's what what i'm talking about like your community is already getting involved i love it Um, yeah man so you are from i I learned a little bit about you you're from oregon right you're born and raised pretty much been living up in the northwest most of your life yeah yes sir so I, I imagine you've probably witnessed some uh, changes over the years, right? Oregon is not the same place it used to be 20 years ago. Are you referring to like the legalization oh, Port- of well, cannabis or I'm something? Just Portland in general, right? <laughs> yeah, like it, yeah. It's exploded up there. Yeah. When I first moved up there, I got this like massive apartment for under $700. And that same apartment, it's like $3,000 now. And that was you know that was 10 years ago it's still like that amount and it's not any nicer it was built in the the teens you know it was like really rough there was like a heroin overdose in the hallway the week i moved in it's just a rough spot but it was a, it's all i knew you know and it was downtown right. but yeah it's blowing up like there's no it's one of the hot spots apparently it's a lot of tech there now right i mean it, before it was I worked at a Whole Foods there for a while and, you know, that was great. Now it's, you can do just about anything you want there now. Yeah. The, the dream of the nineties is alive and (laughs) in Portland, 
<laughs> it's very weird when that ha- when that when Portlandia came out. I don't know if I'm allowed to say Portlandia, but when that show was released, it it was like this weird like you can say whatever you want. We'll edit it out later. Don't worry. Okay, about it. cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it's like when something it's like when your backyard hits like a I don't want to use the word like mainstream, but sure. It was just a really weird thing. It was like it was like uh imagine wearing like a type of shoes that everyone hated and then all of a sudden like crocs were the big hot thing because it was just weird like no one had ever heard of portland it was like this getaway and now it and then then, it it, it overnight became like the hipster mecca of yeah (laughs) it was very odd and i don't want to say like you know i moved there too i you know there are people i have friends that have lived there their entire life and don't understand it i can't i can't I can't get out of the you know out of the the woods and say oh I've been there my whole life I moved there out of high school even though it was I was a couple hours south I was totally part of the problem right but I mean it's definitely like there was I definitely got to witness like a a transitioning period well I mean that has to come with I mean obviously the overpopulation and the increased rent and all that stuff that's kind of it can be frustrating, especially for people who've lived there their whole lives who get priced out of their own place. But oh yeah, it's but, a huge issue. Oh, I, I've, I'm very familiar with it. But <laughs> there also has to it there has to it has to come with some perks, right? When a city oh yeah becomes a uh, kind of a social leader in certain ways, I'm I'm sure that it kind of opened things up for opportunities you wouldn't have had otherwise. Sure, and I think there's something you have to be open minded. I think the the people who win, right, regardless of whatever platform twitch in your city in the job market or whatever the people who i think succeed are the ones who are are okay with it or or like are willing to adapt i got a much better job like i left that town with a much better job but no further education or really no more experience than when i entered it you know it was like i went from working at a grocery store to a tech company and it was great you know for the most part i got free food they gave me a computer i watched twitch all day and almost got fired all the time but it was amazing (laughs) right like it was a good thing right instead of just flipping the bird to all these new folks like yeah my my dad has friends you know oh sorry um my dad has a saying that he always tells me uh he he says the most flexible part of a system controls the system yeah. Oh, yeah. I like, believe that. If the if you're willing to kind of be willing to adjust to all that stuff going on around you, you can take advantage of those opportunities. So, totally. That I mean that that's awesome that you're able to recognize that. So you yeah. mentioned something. Uh, obviously, you're here because uh, we're on Twitch, and that's where I discovered you. You mentioned Twitch. So I want to get into that a little bit uh, before I do. So b- let, let's talk about before Twitch. One thing Ethel told me, she said she trained you. She said she taught you everything you know. And that was before <laughs> Twitch, I guess. Right. You were employed at the same place. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's absolutely right. We were we were I started working at this place and this place had a training area in in this big like hall banquet hall thing and um they had these tables set up and when training started she was one of the trainers and i entered that you know that room and i mean i immediately like it was i don't i'm not like a love at first sight type of person you, you can know? say it you saw it you were you knew 
Oh yeah, it was it was like <laughs> instant. And then she started talking about the Simpsons and Tom Hanks, and those are all things that I love. And it was just like it was like I don't want Ethel to take this the wrong way, but she was for the first time in my life, she was like kind of there wasn't anything like crazy about her, you know? Like typically like girls that I dated were hairstylists or had tattoos and stuff. She was just so like fine just the way she was and she didn't feel like she had to hide anything or anything and like I was very I was smitten with that. I I wanted to be around her as much as I could. She knew who she was. She had her own identity. Totally. Yeah, she didn't have anything to prove and I thought I just was so attracted to that. <laughs> she said yet. Yeah, yeah. And that was 7 years ago. Yeah, it's crazy. And uh, you said uh, you both mentioned that she's a teacher now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a teacher. Um, as you put it uh, before the uh, stream started, uh, dealing with little shits. It can get that way. Yeah, she'd never, <laughs> she'd never say that. No, you. That was those are your words, not hers. Right, right, right. I mean, I was one when I was. You know, well, I, we all were. Yeah, yeah. It's Espe- part of the. Yeah, especially. Uh, I don't know. Dudes are just little boys are destructive. <laughs> I don't think that ever really goes away, you know. Uh, that's true. Um, so, how did how did the Twitch thing happen then? So, you w- was that the last job you worked before you started doing Twitch, or? Um, I discovered Twitch in 2014 because they flew me out for an interview. I interviewed for a job. And oh, at I, Twitch. At Twitch, yeah. I knew a little bit about it before you know i enjoyed watching it some streams and stuff right uh, i found this one particular streamer um his name is mr moon and he's kind of it's just crazy to talk about now because i've hung out with him at twitch cons now and everything and he's i consider him you know he knows of me but anyway like it, i immediately when i saw him streaming i immediately wanted to stream and uh so I started streaming in like 2015. Anyway, I won't go into massive detail with that. Before Twitch, I worked in the tech industry and then I moved to, I started working for a hospital when I moved down from Portland. Okay. um, I worked at the hospital and I absolutely, it just wasn't for me. I did not, I didn't like it at all. So I kind of made myself be full-time on Twitch. I said, if you know, I had a goal and if I hit that goal for six months, then, you know, I was going to quit and then try to do it for six months. And that was October of 2017. And it's been, it's changed my life. It's been the best decision I've ever made in my entire life. It's taught me so much. So that's when you went full time, October, 2017. Yeah. October, 2000, October 3rd. It was a Friday. Wow. Know the exact, do you know the time? When did you start streaming that day? Uh, I started streaming at six, oh, but I, I left my job. At, I, I I put in my two weeks notice and my shift ended at five and I went home and cried a lot. Um, but I just have, you know, I have the best. I mean, everyone says it, but like the community that I am so incredibly lucky. I it's so it's so bizarre, man. Like it's not I'm not, you know, I, I, I don't want to like pigeonhole myself. I'm not the biggest like whatever I don't draw the most people, but the people that I do have, I consider my, my best friends. I mean, they really are the most incredible people I've ever met. Yeah, and I, I, I like I said, I definitely sense that. Right. But uh, 
I think um, it's probably like you said, you cried. I have a feeling that was just both negative and I, I like the decision to go full time on Twitch is like that's a that's a crazy intense decision to make. Yeah, man. Um, it's 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 really people ask me all the time, like, how are you able to do it? You know, and it's not a matter of how it's it's more of like let's say you have i almost think of it in terms of like buckets right i have one bucket that i've made as small as possible and as long as that bucket gets filled whatever goes over goes into another bucket that replaces that bucket sure and if i have five or six of those buckets just means i get to do it every single day for five to six five or six more months sure and like if that's my only my only worry is like if i can that's my only concern when i do this is i gotta make sure that those get full so i can hang out with my friends and continue to grow a community of people like me and that's that's it you know like in terms of like my professional career mindset or whatever i mean like without without going in without rambling for too much because i think (laughs) about this stuff all day you know like it is scary thing you're here to ramble we're here to learn about you so don't worry about that i'll cut you off if you talk too well sure like as long (laughs) as those buckets get full like all i I, all i have to do is be there for my friends like if i've i think i've always had a lot of success in creating almost like a mission statement for myself and that is like a something you live by and and for me it's I was in a really dark spot when I found Twitch. There are a lot of people who are really in not a good spot and they need somebody to hang out with who can relate to them. So if I just put that out there, hope maybe somebody will grab a hold of it, you know? And if only one person is watching me and they and they and I'm able to impact them in that way, then it's all worth it. And if that means I have to go get a job or whatever, if I just was able to impact a couple of people, then it's all worth it, you know? Absolutely. No, I agree a hundred percent. I, uh, I found Twitch, uh, right around the time I was going through a gnarly, uh, divorce. And, uh, it was like, you know, like if it weren't for Twitch and podcasts, I don't know if I would have made it out the other end. You know, it was just that thing that like I could focus my energy on and that could like get me through that stuff, you know? I, 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 for me, it was cobalt streak and it was, uh, uh, games done quick, you know, like just just sitting there watching cobalt streak do uh, binding of Isaac runs and, and watching like speed runners. And like, I, it was around the same time where like through, through the divorce and everything, I decided to go back to school. So I remember sitting in the computer lab at school and we'd put, uh, the AGDQ up on the big screen in the lab. And so, right. like, you know, like just focusing on school and watching those streams, like, is the only thing that got me through all of that. And that's why, like, and then, like, I discovered the Joe Rogan podcast and the What the Fuck podcast. And, like, so Twitch and podcasts really kind of, almost, like, almost saved my life, honestly, at a time where, so I can relate to you, like, 110%. I was totally in a, in a rough spot. And that's why, I, you know, I went down the podcast route. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, I combined the two things that like really helped me and decided like this is what I want to contribute. Um, right. 
So I, I, I feel you a hundred percent. That's awesome. And so when, so when you went full time, I have two questions about that. Uh, Ethel, what did she think at first when you, I mean, did you come to her and say, Hey, I, you know, I'm just, this is what I want to do. This is where I'm at. Did you present it to her that way? Or was it kind of a mutual thing? How did she take it? Was she supportive? Like, I'm kind of curious because obviously I know people who stream and their significant others want nothing to do with it, you know? Yeah. And, and so I'm, I'm curious how that, how that affected like your relationship dynamic and stuff. Sure. This kind of ties in with what we were talking about, like as to why, you know, we do it right. Um, prior to Twitch, so without getting too personal, I, from high school to Twitch, right? So from like 18 to what, 25, I'm 31 now. So I don't know, 27 or whatever. Yeah. I got fat. You know, I was like, I became extremely self-conscious. I didn't want anything to do with anybody. Like I'd lost pretty much all of my friends. I'd alienated myself. Somehow I met this incredible, you know, I met my incredible wife. But during that time, I was like, and I was in, a, it was rough. I, I'd lost friends. I'd lost everything. I was in a very, or I hate it. I didn't want to go outside. Uh, I didn't want to go to check the mail. I was afraid I was, someone was going to see me who hadn't seen me in a long time and go, wow, like he got really overweight. And, you know, like there were so many things running through my, through my brain. So when I started streaming on Twitch, um, I didn't use a camera and, and I very specifically remember somebody saying like, Oh, you're funny. Like, this is funny. Like, this is great. And that made me feel like a new person. It felt like it gave me like a new outlook on life. And, yeah. and Ethel recognized that she, I was a different person when I did it versus when I didn't do it. Anytime I would take months off at a time, I was a different person than when I did it. Right. So and, and at first she didn't understand it. She's like, why are you giving these grown men money? Like, what are you doing? Like, what is this? You know, like, cause I tip people, right? Like, thank you. Like $20, you know, I didn't know like what I was doing, right? but that's, that's great. Like that's still how it is. Like for all I knew, I was, I was supporting them in any way that I could. And, and she didn't understand that. But when you start to do things, she was observant enough to realize that it was making me really happy. So she encouraged it a lot, you know, yeah. like it was never like, don't do it. There were times where you're not hanging out with me enough and that's my time to adapt. But you know what I mean? Like I had to recognize that. And sometimes I wasn't the best at it. I'll admit that. But there was, she has never been anything more than get on, get your ass on there and stream. When I went full time, obviously like <laughs> that's a different thing, you know? And I, I will say, that when I left in October, I was working one day a week at a little store. I made like maybe a hundred dollars a month and then I got laid off. So there wasn't, it wasn't that I wasn't working at all. That went on for maybe two months. And, and like I said, there would be a couple of weeks where I wouldn't work at all. Um, but that kind of helped ease into it a little bit. Sure. Um, she has been, and, and I know everyone says this again, she has been nothing but mega supportive of it. And she's more concerned when I, when she comes home and I'm, I'm not, I didn't do my stream today than when I did do it, you know? Right. 
That's awesome. She makes man. a lot of sacrifices, though, man. Like, there's some nights I just don't see her. I didn't see her. I saw her for a half an hour last night. Um, and now I'm taking up all your time doing this. No, 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 podcast. no, 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 no. <laughs> just That's just what I mean. Like, it's good for me to do this sort of thing, you know? Yeah. Okay. That, I mean, that's that's amazing. It's it's really awesome that you found someone who recognizes the positive uh, influences had in your life and is supportive yeah. and 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 pushing you to do your best. Um, my other question in relation to going full time, because there's a lot of misconceptions about like, oh, if I just go full time, like, you know, if I if I could stream eight hours a day, it'll, it'll be easy. You know, like I, you know, yeah. W- when you went full time, what was the biggest thing you noticed? Like the biggest change as far as like when you streamed before, did you just stream in the evening, like at nights or did, like what? You, so you started like just streaming during the day. Yeah. What, what was, was there anything that tra- changed drastically? Was there like, oh, okay, I get it. Like this is this way now or, you know. Yeah. I think when, um, when it goes from, something that maybe isn't a necessity to something that you have to do uh it there there immediately becomes this anxiety that wasn't there before i noticed it almost immediately i would stay up late at night wondering if people were going to just not you know not want to watch anymore um you know uh, i still get that all the time like are people not going to want to support what I want to do and you know, or, or like, you know what I mean? Like essentially it could end, it could all go down, right? Like it could, anybody's, anyone's channel could end like Twitch yep. could go away, you know, like, and that is not something that you think about when you have a conventional job, a regular job. I mean, sure. it, it, it not something I had ever thought about. I had always felt stable, you know, I'd always felt like I had my shit together and I took a massive risk and I, I take a risk every day, you know, but I think for me, um, you didn't, I didn't really realize. And sometimes that affects my streams. Sometimes that affects the quality of the content that I put out and I don't ever want it to, but recognizing that is important, makes you better. Um, I mean, just being aware of like being self-aware enough to say that that's the case though, is probably that, that, is to your benefit that you can say, yeah. Oh, I'm treating this like a job and I'm stressing out and, and it's affecting the quality of my content. Like, right. That's, but for it, me, I finding that if I treat it like a job, it's not very fun to watch. Sure. You know, it's very, very, it's very odd. Like this isn't normal, <laughs> you know, like telling, <laughs> right. my mom, telling my mom, like, Hey, you know, I, I paid my rent playing video games yesterday. Isn't normal. Right. Like that's not, but that's not the service it's like going to the grocery store and basically buying a bag of mixed fruit versus buying an orange, right? Like we're so used to buying an orange, but me, like you're buying, you don't know what you're not, you're, you don't know what you're buying. You know, it's like, it's like, you're getting a, uh, I'm, I can become, I'm a loose cannon sometimes <laughs> and maybe I should be more consistent. I right. guess that's what I'm trying to say. You know, I love uh, you too. Carlos. That I, I, I could, it's hard because there's days sometimes where, you know, I only stream in the evenings. Uh, I do have a full-time day job. Uh, Twitch sure. is more on the hobby side of things for me right now. Uh, and the podcast specifically has been my my main focus. And there are definitely times where, you know, I'm just like, I I, I can't do this today. <laughs> and like, the, you know, yeah. and, and you have to take those times to say, why am I doing this? Like, 
you kind of have to remind yourself of, like you said, what, what is it? What is the product and what it, why, why you have to remind yourself of why you started doing it in the first place? Cause it it can become a grind and it can become work. And that's when, you know, I, I have to check myself for sure. Sure. I mean, and like if real, real, like what I really mean by that is I'm not offering a specific anything. Sure. I'm just a guy playing video games on the internet, trying to meet as many people as I can. That's all, that's literally all I'm doing. Yep. Trying to put myself out there for people as much as I can. That's not like a specific thing, you know? And and it's it's one of those, it's, I don't have a specific like trade that I'm doing here. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a, you know what I mean? Like it's just this, uh, you're, this is what I am and here I am and it's all we like, need. It's all we need, Bruce. Yeah. You're you're everything we need. All right. Well, thank you. <laughs> um, I wanted to move on to a couple more things that I found interesting. Um, so let me see if I can find some of the little tidbits. I thought I had them up here. Let me see. I, uh, I actually went behind your back and had a little conversation with Ethel. And... Uh, <laughs> I, I, to her credit, I, I tried to dig for some serious dirt and, uh, <laughs> she would, she, she had mostly like just really good things to say about you. I was trying to like <laughs> get some gotchas that I could like surprise you with on stream. And she was, she was extremely kind for the most part. Uh, oh, she did. By the way, I totally forgot to mention this. Everyone, Bruce Cooper has taken the time out of his birthday to be here on the stream today thank you so much please everyone wish bruce cooper a happy birthday when uh, <laughs> when is this gonna end <laughs> this is bullshit here, I, do you want me to sing? i'll sing you a song bruce are no. you ready here it's you ready not, it's not my birthday happy birthday to you happy birthday to you Happy birthday, Bruce Cooper. Happy birthday to you. I'm not going to say thank you. (laughs) Happy birthday, Bruce Cooper. It's really not my birthday, though. Uh, That's not what what she told me. So, Um, Uh, TwitchCon 2016. October, right? They brought out a birthday cake. Yeah, that, <laughs> she told me that. They told the restaurant it was your birthday. It wasn't my birthday. Some cook made that. Put his heart and soul into a product that wasn't rightfully mine. It's awesome. Thank you. I love it. Happy birthday. Yeah, thank you. Uh, let's see here. There's some good ones here. She said you're a very hard worker and you know a lot about Twitch. She said uh, you refuse to play Mario Maker. What's that about? Uh, <laughs> my follower alert is me playing Mario Maker, screaming the F word, and it's bleeped out. Uh, it's yeah, it's soul crushing. Mario Maker is a game. Mario is a game that children enjoy. Mario Maker is like it's like Dark Souls of Mario. It's terrible. I don't know why anyone would ever want to play that awful game. It is somewhat masochistic. It's I, terrible. I... <laughs> Makes me depressed. I hate it. Sorry. I hate that game. I'm sorry I brought it up. Yeah. Um, I thought we could get past this already. (laughs) 
She also said that you love peanut butter and chocolate. Yeah, that's an understatement. I adore peanut butter and chocolate. It's the greatest combination of I'm trying. I'm watching. I'm trying to like cut this out of my, you know, trying to drop some LBs. But bam, man, peanut butter, chocolate makes it really hard to do that. Is there any particular peanut butter and uh, chocolate? Is it like the Reese's peanut butter Mm -hmm. or just like peanut butter in general? Reese's, man. Reese's is everything. White chocolate Reese's, the trees, the little thing, the like little cups, the big ones. Have you ever seen those like giant ones? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I've never had one, but yes, I have. A friend of mine recently bought some of those and streamed himself trying to eat the whole thing in one sitting. It was painful. It was painful to watch. It's like 20,000 calories or something. I'm pretty sure he probably had to go to the hospital after that. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, it's a comes with an ER visit. <laughs> yeah, I love peanut butter chocolate, man. Um, the last thing, well, a couple more things. I asked her if you had any guilty pleasures. And uh, she said you like Corona and you collect cameras. She said you have a whole collection of, uh, I don't know how if I'm pronouncing this right, Leica? Yeah, I got a couple Leica cameras. Leica cameras? Yeah, I didn't know what those were. I had to Google it. Do you want to what? So Leicas are older cameras, right? Or is it a specific type? Or um, they're they're traditionally rangefinder style cameras. So what that means is, in a typical in a typical like DSLR, you're familiar with the DSLR, like yeah. the lens attached to the front, the big sure. cameras. You look through a series of mirrors and then out of the lens, right? So like what you're seeing is what the lens sees in a rangefinder. you're looking through a little window on the side of the camera so you're not looking through the lens okay so when you focus it's it's they're manual focus um a lot of street photographers use them they're just they're so simplistic and they're built so well and you either love them or you hate them i love them uh leica does make current digital cameras but you know they started like ten thousand dollars they're okay. just ridiculously expensive um it's just a style that i really am into I, I love everything about the they're you know made in germany and they're just there's a heritage attached to them it's like a rolex you know like you could get a digital crazy you know watch that does reads text messages and you know uh, crawls up your ass at night and charges itself <laughs> or you could get a rolex which is like timeless you know right. it's like a it's like a heritage um that's yeah so I, I i collect i typically collect those cameras that fall into that timeless sort of category you know i i do have to say the the way you talk about leica cameras is not uh not doing the uh portland stereotypes any favors i know man it's <laughs> so it's i feed right into it right? I, I mean i had to say it yeah, yeah, it's definitely there's a lot of Leicas in Portland, a lot of Leicas in San Francisco, a lot of Leicas in Seattle, a lot of Leicas in New York. You know, it's like a sort of it's a it's a style. I like it. It's very hipster, though. I will. I will. I'll probably get beat up later on on the street for saying that. But yeah, no, I mean, I I, I have my uh, my little hipstery things as well. So I, I totally yeah. get that. No, you mentioned something. You said San Francisco. We we talked a little bit before the stream about uh, uh, you said that you not regularly, but fairly often you you take trips down to uh, San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. You said uh, you thoroughly enjoy traveling. I do. Well, I hate flying. I'm horrified of it, but I like to drive. Um, uh, we we go to San Francisco all the time. I love the city. I feel like I'm starting to really get to know it. 
like I could figure it out, you know. Um, but it's yeah, I love San Francisco. I love it. I love your idea about uh, doing a cross country like road trip stream thing. That I like, I would totally watch that. I love yeah. I I love live streams. So if if that ever happens, count me in. I will I will watch you travel the country. Just had this idea of you know you stream enough, you meet people from different parts of the country, and setting up little kind of meetups or hey let me like sleep on your couch or let me sleep in my car in your parking lot or something and let's go out to the bar or something and like hitting up different you know every corner of the country seeing if i can maybe go up to canada and stream all of it i'd have to figure out a way to do that i have to figure out a way to make it sustainable but it's something that i've thought about you know pretty regularly over the course of the last probably half a year yeah Live streaming is where it's at these days. Just strap on one of those little streaming backpacks and uh, hit the road. Andy Miller, knock us it up. Yeah. Gotta, gotta. People tell me I look a lot alike alike him, so (laughs) it would work. It would work out perfect. You look a little bit older. Well, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, uh, no, but uh, he, uh, I mean, he kind of set the he kind of made that whole live stream thing a reality. Like he was one of the first ones that really went for it full time. So you can't, you can't talk about live streaming without bringing him up. I, uh, I watch his stream. It's my guilty pleasure. (laughs) Yeah. I love watching his stream. I love it. I met him this year at TwitchCon. Uh, my buddy in chat tased and confused. Uh, we were, we were getting ready to go out, go out one night and he saw Andy Milanakis and he said, Hey Andy. And Andy said, what? And he goes, do you think this guy looks like you? And he pointed at me and Andy goes, yeah, he does. <laughs> and the next thing I know, this other dude is taking me and Andy Milanakis' picture. Nice. And I, I told him that people tell me that I look like him all the time and that I, I always take it as a compliment. I usually, I typically, my hair is usually a little bit longer because I'm always late in getting it cut. Yeah. So I really look like him when that happens. Yeah, I, I was at TwitchCon as well, and uh, I just remember any time, like especially when he first showed up or any time he would show up with his, like, his live stream going, everyone would just lose their shit and be like, it's Andy Milanakis. Yeah. Like, That's cool. He's kind of – he's it's cool what he's been able to accomplish, man, just walking around with a camera. I love it. Yeah, I love that. I I, I definitely enjoy it. Um, So someone in chat mentioned – I, I, I guess I need to ask you about potatoes. I need to mail you. They said I should mail you potatoes. I'm from Idaho. I can get you some really good quality potatoes. If you want to waste the money doing that, man, be my guest. Um, I do have a PO box that people I've probably received 15 tomatoes or potatoes. <laughs> uh, people write on them. I don't know. It's it's weird. The guy at my PO box is always really confused by it. What is you know like what is this sometimes or you get a lot of these. I don't know. Yeah, you heard it here it's, first, folks. Uh, it's tomatoes now. If you could mail him some tomatoes, we're we're. I don't think those will mail well. <laughs> we're shifting. We're Please shifting don't. gears. <laughs> Please don't. I mean, you can. I just feel you know you can't. Eat, I can't eat them. They're, the company that mails them to me, there's like a thing you can sign up for, and it's a a joke or something. They spray them with like a thing that preserves it, and it says like don't eat this. And so I have to throw all these things away, and they're like people pay like $15 or something to have them. I don't get it. It's 
it's it's all it, it's all for the lulls uh i guess yeah they sit on my shelf until it start rotting and then my cat plays with it and then <laughs> i have to throw it away uh it's perfect i love your community so much yeah i love them too they give me a lot of shit but i i couldn't i could not do this without them yeah they are they are i mean so they mean more to me than i think they realize expensive cat toy <laughs> yeah i uh you 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 are a self-proclaimed um variety streamer in the sense that you don't have a thing you you, you mentioned a couple of times that you don't have a game that you play right like you you're you're yeah. truly kind of just play whatever and uh i don't know i appreciate that today i was why i i was lurking in your stream watching you play uh see uh what is that game called see of thieves, thieves yeah. that's the one yeah i and <laughs> no man's sky we we yeah we had a we had a short discussion about no man's yeah, sky. you're talking shit about it almost jumped <laughs> on the screen when, when we were when we were posting on uh when we were thinking of what to say for the twitter post i i told my editor that uh he should say uh come by the stream and meet someone who purchased <laughs> played <laughs> and enjoyed no man's sky a rarity, man. An anomaly, as one, they say in the game. One of the ten. No, but I, I heard it. It's gotten. <laughs> yeah. It's gotten much better, from what I understand. Like, because I think the biggest thing was people were disappointed because of the promises that were made, right? Like, the, there was no yeah. multiplayer and all that stuff. Blah blah blah. Everyone's heard all the, you know, reasons why they were disappointed. But uh, right. I mean, if you enjoyed the game, that's all that matters. And I can tell when you're playing the games. Like today, like watching you play Sea of Thieves, ah. Uh, because I watched people play that when it first came out and people complained about lack of content, but like, it seems like they've added a lot to the game and there was stuff like I had never seen, like the NPC boats uh, and the, um, like whatever that shark thing was. And then right after you killed the shark, like some giant tentacle monsters showed up. Like it was just one thing after the other. It was pretty entertaining. Yeah, man. And like with no man's sky, you, you, honestly like you can't i i didn't see it as a, i never saw it as a game like that right it was like this it's very atmospheric sure. it's it's like um there's like a holistical sort of, it's it was like this package this package that i loaded it up and like i was the music was right and the colors were right and maybe i'm maybe i'm dumb or something maybe i'm not seeing what the big deal was and i understand that there wasn't stuff in the game that should have been in the game whatever but I just couldn't help think like this was somebody like made this like I'm on a planet. No one's ever been on. Like I could just run around and scan stuff and that's fun. And like, I, I don't know, like they have added a absolute metric shit ton to that game. And it's definitely uh, it's definitely re it's it's outdone itself. Yeah. It, a lot of people. I rarely hear people dogging on the game anymore. And it's sure. really, really, really nice. And, but when I first started streaming it, people would come in and go, like, what, what are you doing? Like, what is <laughs> it, it? was like immediately playing, judged, right? It was like playing Roblox. Like you, you can't really be enjoying this. Right. I mean, there's nothing wrong with the Roblox, but you know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? Right. And now it's like, Oh my god, this is awesome! I've turned on more people to that game than any other game I've ever played. Yeah, no, I uh, I have almost pulled the trigger on it a couple times, especially after all the updates they've done recently. Right, it's definitely it's on my radar. I'm, I'll probably end up getting it at some point in the future. It's a great game. Um, so I have a couple more things just so we can get to know you a little better. I got a couple. Yeah. I got a couple clips here. 
uh, oh, that, <laughs> that were shared that I enjoyed. And then uh, I I also wanted to mention, um, and if if I have your permission, I hope you guys don't mind. I wanted to show your uh, your little, uh, not little, it's amazing. Your your first episode of your your little oh the cartoon cartoon yeah, yeah sure. that you do the voice work for. So I wanted to do some of that, and then we got a few quick fire questions, and then we'll take a short break. Okay. So if that's cool with you. Yeah. Uh, this clip right here was one of your top rated clips. Sometimes we like to, w- when we invite a guest on, we'll go and find their like biggest YouTube video or top rated clip or whatever. And I found this one, uh, extremely entertaining. So I'm going to switch over to our media view here, uh, and we'll take a look at it. Arc. Yes. I believe this is arc. <laughs> this is a shining day in hell for me. <laughs> I know, little little Riley. I know it's scary. Ah! Oh no! 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 Shit! Fuck! Oh! <laughs> run, little Riley, run! horrifying so could you uh is there is there any context to this i'm not super familiar with arc was this is this something that just happens in that game it looked like you were inside your little hut and then yeah um not to take it too far back but like this is a beautiful part about being a variety streamer right not like playing one game i get to experience this sort of thing all the time like there's that game I didn't know that that a video game could create that like level of fear in me, you know, like I, I heard this like stomping and then all of a sudden this Tyrannosaurus Rex was putting its face through the roof of my hatch shack and killing my one and only pet. Like it was such a horrifying like experience. Uh, I, it was just it happened organically there was no sort of setup or anything and then it was on the front page of reddit and it it, it would the rest was front page of reddit's arc thing or i don't know yeah some developer subreddit messaged me about it and asked if he could use it in like promotional material and i said yeah i don't know if anything ever happened to that but like yeah it was like it was a completely caught me off guard it was horrifying though yeah Dude, that was, it, it caught me off guard. <laughs> you, you posted yeah. that in the in our little uh, DM group, and <laughs> I was not anticipating that at all because yeah. I've never played Ark. So, like you said, I didn't know that that was possible. Uh, sure. In in that game, so it, I That's found crazy. it extremely entertaining. And this was the other one. Uh, oh, let me switch back to our media view here. Uh, apparently, you were uh, memeified, and I and I enjoyed this. I thought it was great. Oh. Two pooping were Bruce Coopin. So stupid. Two pooping were Bruce Coopin. I love it. Who made that? Was that someone from your community put that together? Yeah, his name is One Damage, and he's a little bit of a butthole. <laughs> Don't hate, man. I know. No, he's it's yeah. I appreciate Honestly, it. it's like one of my favorite 
unexpected sort of things that happen when you stream as people make stuff like that. I love it. So last one, um, this is only three minutes long. If you're cool with me playing the whole thing, I would love yeah. to play it. So it's on the, uh, the podcast and everything. I, I, if you're listening to this on iTunes or something, you have to go watch it on YouTube once it's up because the animation you, you're, this is a buddy of yours. Did you meet him through Twitch or is this someone you knew previously or? Well, so robot boy in chat, um, it's my buddy, Danny. He it's, it's his, it's his vision. I am just lucky and blessed to be a part of it. Um, it's his, it's his it, trash planet was his idea. And I told him I, I would love to do like some voice over work in it. And he was down and we're working on the second one and robot and normie are both normie peasant are both friends of, of mine for probably the better half of the last 15 years. Awesome. I know I knew him beforehand. He's like one of the most talented guy I've ever met in my entire life. Like robot boys. I'm like I said, I'm just so happy to be able to do this. It's like a dream of mine. Yeah. So so robot boy, you're not gonna copyright strike me if I uh <laughs> put this on the podcast. <laughs> Make sure he doesn't. Yeah. Um I it I I found it extremely humorous and I can't wait till you guys come out with more episodes. So if, if it's cool, I'm going to go ahead and play this and then we'll do a couple quick fire questions and then we'll take a short break. And I did see James pop in for a second. So uh, my co-host James will be joining us after the break for uh, a crowd favorite here on the podcast. We have a segment called Sheaf's Beef where a good friend of ours, uh, Mr. Mashif, twitch.tv forward slash Mashif, he puts together a little video of two things that he is not happy about. He gets real pissed and he and he complains about a lot of silly stuff. So we get to debate uh, which one is the bigger beef. So it's, it's a really fun segment that we do here on the show. So after this, we'll do a couple questions, take a break, and then please stick around for Sheaf's Beef. You guys will not be disappointed, I promise. Let's go ahead and check this out. Now you do the voice of the the big eared dude, right? Yeah, Ritz. Ritz, that's right. So so listen, you'll hear you'll hear his his voice. It's great. You gotta let me know when it ends because I can't hear it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Can I help you? Uh, yeah, it's your downstairs neighbor. Are you kidding me up here? I don't think I know what it is that you're talking about. The sounds every day. Just tons of sounds. Sounds every day. Um, what kind of sounds are you? I wasn't aware that I've been making any sounds or. Yesterday it was a toothbrush. You you clanked a toothbrush on your sink. Then it was a toilet bowl lid. All right. It's a toilet bowl. Just so you're aware, mouthwash works just as good as a toothbrush. And it's a lot quieter. The hat <laughs> is not. Hmm. True. It's absolutely and true. Anyway, way too loud. Keep it down. I can't. You, I, the, the toothbrush is too much. Do you want me to switch from my toothbrush to mouthwash? I mean, it just feels. <sighs> Man, okay. Listen, it's too loud. You're just. You're way too loud up here. I can't. I can't imagine that I am. <laughs> is there a chance that maybe you're maybe you're just hearing? You know, maybe you have a natural what are you saying i'm just saying that maybe you can hear me better than maybe anybody you else bet, do do not i'm just I mean, <laughs> clearly you have larger ears you got to be able to pick up stuff better than say willie down the way huh? okay okay yeah all right there's nothing wrong with my ears they're normal i know i know it you're right you're right i'm gonna try to dial it down a little bit 
and I'm gonna forget you didn't just say that. Okay. Okay. You're right. Okay. Listen. Thank you for coming up and letting me know. This is this has been this has been great. And I appreciate it. I shouldn't even be telling you this, but I'm recording all of it. Okay? All day. Right? I'm doing my I'm doing my my streams. Recording it. My my ASMR scream streams. I'm, I'm ASMR scream streams. And I got a chat full of people. Like fifteen people every day who say, "What is that sound?" They, so my toilet, my toilet bowls, it's it's interfering with the scream stream. Is it that? is. That's what I'm saying. Wipe that smile off your face, okay? Yeah, you're right. every single day is. Listen, it's what I do. It's what I'm passionate about. Okay, if you don't, if you don't like it, then just keep the toilet bowl lid from smacking the the toilet. Okay, we won't have I, these conversations anymore. Okay, thank you. I appreciate. Yes, yeah, thank you. You're right. Yeah, I know I'm right. okay guys i am so sorry about that that neighbor up there is just he is just he's loud right i've talked to i've talked to other neighbors about him they laugh at me a little bit but i think we are all on the same page that he needs to keep it down it's unbelievable anyway again so sorry about that let's uh let's get back into where we were here all right <laughs> Dude. Rip headphone users, man. <laughs> the punchline at the end, I like uh the first time it caught me so off guard, I fucking loved Good. it. Good. Uh it was fantastic. So that's your voice. Uh yeah, it's a true story too, actually. Really? A little bit, yeah. I got these my downstairs neighbors, they are hypersensitive. And they have complained and called the cops numerous times. And it's gotten to the point where the apartment building considers it harassment and has threatened to kick them out if they don't stop. So, Oh, wow. Kick them out for constantly. We've done nothing wrong. I I don't stream past quiet hours. I'm not loud. They're just, I just live my life. You know, it's not like I'm up here, you know, starting a punk band or whatever. Like I'm just doing my thing, you know, they're just assholes. And if they can hear me right now, you're an asshole. Leave me alone. <laughs> if you're watching this podcast. And literally, leave me alone. And they also scream ASMR, yeah. I didn't realize so many people didn't know what ASMR was. You live and learn, you know? Yeah. I, Next I, episode needs to be a little bit more relatable, I think. It's it's definitely becoming more known now. But yeah, it is it is still, I think, a fairly niche thing. Uh, yeah. if, you're, if you're not on a part of the whole internet culture, I think. <laughs> It's still on the fringe. Um, so I have a couple questions for you. Hit me. Uh, what's your favorite cuss word? What caught me off guard? Um, <laughs> <laughs> my favorite cuss word. Oh, geez. Uh, and this is a mature stream. You can uh, feel free. I think it's to... hilarious when people call people a bitch. I think it's <laughs> the funniest thing. Oh, you're just being a bitch. Yeah. So good. Or butthole, but that's not really a cuss word. No, well, I mean, it's it's definitely not a nice word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I use that a lot. But yeah, just. It doesn't, like... it doesn't have to be the sinful seven if there's any creative ones that you've got in your arsenal. Right. I mean, you know, the old, yeah, the old tin horn. <laughs> <laughs> Tartar sauce. Yeah. <laughs> Turd burglar is a good one. Uh, Turd burglar, yeah, that's funny. 
no, no. I mean, I hmm. bitch. So funny. Bitch is good, especially if someone knows how to use it well. Yeah. A well-timed, well-paced bitch can go a long way. <laughs> Remember like riding a city bus once and some hearing some kid be like, tell dad to quit being such a bitch and I remember being like you're in trouble you're gonna gonna get home and and he realized it immediately it was like oh whoa yeah Yeah. news flash to that kid coming coming up yeah there's that favorite that key and piece that key and peel skit I said bitch I mean I'm so out of the I don't that's a good. One. I went and saw my first movie in probably like a year yesterday, last week. I mean, I'm so out. Of, You're in the Twitch Twitch sphere. Yeah, dude. Like outside of Twitch, man. Like I just I turn my brain off just to a lot of the, like the you know cultural stuff that I should know about. Sure. I need to get better at that. Yeah, it's it takes effort. Like I I feel like everyone's like, oh, have you seen the show? And I'm like, nah, I streamed last night. <laughs> You know, yeah, exactly. It, it takes up a fair amount of your time. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I get that for sure. We went and saw the the the, the cartoon Spider Man, uh, Spider Man, um, uh, dimensions or or whatever. It was it was incredible. I loved it. It was. I was like, wow, this is like, the, the technology is incredible. Like it was so good. It was so good. I don't remember what it was called, but it's good. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. they're they're impressive, man. Especially Spider-verse, like even yeah. some of the stuff coming like straight to Netflix now is like really well done. Right, right. Um, okay, next question. Uh, what are three do's and don'ts for visiting Portland? Do uh, do's and don'ts. Yeah. Um, eat food you wouldn't normally eat. So there's like a there's this place called Killer Burger that has a cheeseburger with peanut butter on it. That's incredible. Um. Uh, drink as much beer as you can. <laughs> yeah, all the craft so stuff up there. Be- yeah, yeah. Um, um, admire the homeless population. Uh, don't do not eat voodoo donuts. Oh yeah, I've Shit. heard of those. Um, it's not worth the wait. It's, 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 they're not good. I don't understand what the whole thing is about them. They're not. I don't. I don't get it. Why were they ever on TV? It's the donut don't get me wrong i love donuts voodoo donuts though is like you're gonna be so disappointed okay and there's such anyway don't um do not do meth <laughs> are you sure yeah i'm positive on that one i've, and, I've uh, heard it's cool though it's it's i don't know maybe <laughs> um uh, what else uh do not go to a strip club there's just there's more strip clubs in Portland per city block than I think anywhere else in the world. I heard that. That US. statistic surprised me. I didn't realize it was so prominent there. Yeah, just a lot. It's, I just, just I don't know. I understand. I I respect the hustle, but like there's just there. You know, like I can't see any of them being when there's so many. How do you know you hit a gym? You know, like you got to really do some research or something. I don't know. Yeah, those are those are the stereotypes. Don't really fall into the stereotypes, right. but enjoy the city. You know, like enjoy the fact that it's growing and it's excited to see you. Oh, and don't move there. Don't move there. <laughs> Stay out. Yeah. All right. So uh, I think uh, that covers that three do's and don'ts. I was, you, you were quick on that one. Yeah, you, you had it. You knew. Spent oh, time there. Um, yeah. And my next question: Why is uh, 
Why is Seattle trash? I never said. Listen, all right. You're, you're putting, you're <laughs> grouping me into a bucket. I've never said Austin might not be the best, but Seattle, I love Seattle. Okay. okay? Just because I'm from Portland doesn't mean. I had to ask, I, I, you know, Portland and Seattle, I, 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 there's, there's a little rivalry there. It's so Seattle is so expensive. And for what? So a couple of taller buildings, the whole city, Seattle, the whole city. Well, last time I spent any serious time there, the whole, like no one did anything in the city. You can do stuff in the city of Portland. I mean, no, not as, you know, I, I don't know. I don't have any. I'm one. I'm weird. I don't really have like a beef with with Seattle. Right. I got a friend that lives there who I care about, you know, like. Yeah, that's I, a very um, out of Portland. That's a very out, that's a, that's somebody that's something somebody that didn't live in Portland would say. So good job. <laughs> I, that's I had to try. I had to stir know, the pot. Just your <laughs> um, w- let's see. What sound or noise do you love? Is there a sound or noise that triggers you, that takes you back to a like your childhood, or that like transports you to a place in time? Okay, this is it's weird that you said that. So, can a sound be like you before you laugh at me? Have you ever played the game Minecraft? Absolutely. So you know when the music, you know when the like sun comes up in that game and the music oh, turns and on? And the music comes up, yeah. I love that. I love that. That is a, I got that same feeling in No Man's Sky, yeah. right? Like, I love that sort of, or Zelda Ocarina of Time. Like when you hear the music, like, like they're just like, I love that. I love that sound. I love it when video games do that. Yeah, they somehow captured and portrayed what it feels like to walk outside when the sun is rising over the horizon. Yeah, and, and like, it brings you back to a great time, right? Yeah. Like a fun time. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Sound that, sound that triggers me. Um, The sound of really coarse wool on your skin. Oh, that like. <laughs> oh, it or rubbing two Brillo like you know the you know the sponges that have the green yeah heart when you rub the two harsh sides together uh, I can feel that when you said it it just <laughs> I'll, yeah I'll jump out of a moving bus if someone's doing that one yeah, of my- children's laughter is up there as well thanks zero <laughs> <laughs> little shits I love how the chat really comes out. Yeah, it really comes out to ruin me. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, my favorite one that we've had for the the sound that triggers is the sound of uh, teeth biting a fork. That one was uh, that one was up there. That's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. That's I I feel that. So what are you not very good at? <laughs> uh, almost anything. Uh, um, off the, off your dumb. The first thing, if you're like, I'm not good at black. I'm not very good. Uh, geez, off my dome. Um, I'm not very good at it. <laughs> Thinking of things off your dome. What it's my yeah exactly. <laughs> I'm I'm not I'm not very good at being friendly sometimes. Um, I'm not very good at. Oh, okay. I'm not first very person good at, shooters called out in chat. <laughs> yeah, first person shooters. Um. I'm not very good at video games. And I think that is 
why I love Twitch so much. I'm not very good at them. I'm not. I'm really not very good at video games. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a it's an uphill battle. It's a learning experience. I'm not very yeah, and I'm not. I'm you know I'm not very good at like introducing myself to people. Well, you, um, you've I, done well so far. You're doing great. Thank you. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm not very good at being self confident and having a lot of confidence. I want to get better at that. Um, I heard alcohol helps a lot with that. <laughs> yeah, I've drank a lot today. Blackout drunk right now. Perfect. Just, he won't. He won't remember any of this tomorrow. Yeah. No. But, it's by design. Over. <laughs> last question. Um, this is usually the last question we ask all of our guests. Um, room, desk, and car. Which one do you clean first? Desk. Just uh, any particular reason? Um, I don't know. I feel so like when I clean rooms, I tend to start in a corner and work and, you know, like put things in other rooms and then clean those rooms later. So like if I'm cleaning like my office, I'll move things out of my office. But I my desk is always in the corner. And I don't know. It just like it starts. First of all, I've never cleaned anything in my life, but <laughs> I don't know my desk. Yeah. Cause like once this, uh, maybe it creates some confidence or excitement to clean the rest. I don't know. Get you motivated. Yeah. It's like, Oh wow. like my desk looks really nice. I'm sure. The rest of my room would look nice. And then I eat a sandwich and fall asleep or something. <laughs> Perfect. So you are yeah. in, you're in the majority of Twitch streamers that we, uh, that we interview the, Interesting. The, the vast majority of Twitch streamers clean their desk first. And the most common answer is it's because it's where you spend most of your time. Yeah. We've that, got, a, we've got a couple rooms in there. I think we've only had one car so far. Interesting. So I'm going to, one of these days I'm going to go back and create a graph. <laughs> I got so I got I got uh, very valuable data here. We gotta we gotta visualize this uh yeah. this data. The car is small enough to where if you just take out a little bit more than you bring in, it tends to keep itself clean. Sure. Yeah, that, there there's definitely some truth to that. Yeah. Well, uh Mr. Bruce Cooper, thank you so much for Thank you. answering all of our silly questions and uh, for being here on such short notice. Like I, I really appreciate it. Like I, I barely invited you like this week and you're like, fuck it, let's do a Wednesday. Like you're gung ho, like, you know, told your community and like made it happen. So I really appreciate that. Um, we are going to take a short break now, everyone. Now that we've gotten to know Bruce Cooper, he's going to participate in uh in the sheaf's beef as soon as we come back from the break so go uh drink your drink smoke your smoke hit the bucket do what you got to do and we'll be back in about three to five minutes and as soon as we get back we got some hot fresh spicy beef waiting for you bruce if you just want to uh mute yourself uh and uh, i just want to say i've taken note of everyone here and if anyone leaves during this break well you're going to find out about it tomorrow (laughs) perfect all right we'll be back in a few minutes guys my goodness, what is going on in here? You guys are far too generous. I came, I, I went and filled my glass with some more wine and I come back and my sub notification is just spamming the screen over and over. My God, thank you guys so much. I think this is the first time that's ever happened during a podcast. So once again, a testament to Mr. Bruce Cooper and his community. 
You guys are you guys are way too kind. I really appreciate it. Go go forth and spread those buckets across the uh, across the internet. By the way, I don't know if it's ever been officially stated on the podcast, but uh, the phrase "hit the bucket" for members of my community is synonymous with uh, taking a shit. So uh, when you drop those buckets, you're uh, you're letting people know, hey, go hit the bucket. It's time for a break. It's like stay hydrated, bot. Except you know, a little different. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, we're going to do some Sheaf's Beef. I hope you guys are ready. Uh, our good friend Mashif, twitch.tv forward slash Mashif, has prepared a video for us to watch. We have not watched this yet. We're all going to watch it for the first time together. He's going to give us two topics uh, that he is not very happy about. He's a grumpy old man trapped in a 20-something-year-old body. And uh, he's going to let us know what he's mad about this week. And we're going to decide which one is the bigger beef. It's all subjective, but according to Mashif, there is a right answer. So, uh, so we're going <laughs> to... Goo, you showed up just in time. Uh, so here we go. Well, I'm going to switch to my media view. If you guys all have the beef up and ready to go, we usually do it on go. I'll, I'll say one, two, three, go, and we'll all hit play at the same time. And we'll all watch it together. Mm-hmm. Got it ready to go. Ready? Me too. Awesome. All right. So on go. Oh, not yet. Okay, sorry. <laughs> it's all right. All right. One, two, three, go. You need the beefiest of beefs, the sheefiest of sheaves that get yourself ready. Open up them buckles and eat some beef. It's sheaf's beef. Welcome, everyone, to the ring. I'm your host, Miss Sheaf, bringing you this week's hot and spicy beefs we're gonna put two head to head and figure out which of the two is the absolute beefiest our first beef of the week is liars now there's two types of lies right there's the little white lies that are to the betterment of society like when you go to a restaurant and you order something and they say it's not available but it is but they're just kind of doing you a solid because it sucks and they don't want to have the back and forth that lies okay Little white lies, I'm down with. The ones that don't matter, no big deal. Yeah, you look great in that shirt, whatever, move on. Okay? <laughs> lie to me. But don't lie to me about something that I can catch you in. That really doesn't matter, right? The lies that don't help anyone, they don't help me, they don't make me feel good, they don't make you feel good, they don't make anyone look good. The lies that people say that, like, hey, did you send this? Did you call this person? Did you pay that? Oh. Those lies piss me the fuck off because me those too. get caught easy. Mm -hmm. And the first thing that liar does when they throw out that lie, they go grab the biggest fucking shovel they can find. Nay, a backhoe. <laughs> they go pull up in a backhoe and just start digging themselves a hole. The biggest hole they can make. And all you can say is, you're fucking lying. I know you're lying. Like, just own up to it. If you get caught in a lie, like, hey, Jim, did you send that email? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I sent it. I sent it. Well, I didn't get it. Uh, well, did you check your spam folder? Yes, I checked my spam folder. You fucking idiot. You didn't send it. I know you didn't send it. It's not how this works. It's not stuck in a hamster cage somewhere in Nebraska before it got to me. That's not how email works. If you get caught in that lie, just go, uh, you know, I, I think I may have forgotten. Okay, cool. Can you send it to me? Yeah, I'll do it right now. That's the way you, that's fine. Just end it and get into, get out of it. The liars that dig and dig and dig and dig and dig and dig. Those liars drive me fucking crazy because all they're saying is, I think you're a fucking idiot. And the more times I sell, say this lie, the more times it becomes true when it doesn't. It just becomes true for that liar, right? 
And then you're both sit- sitting there super unsatisfied because nobody wins. And you just got to say, you know what? You're a fucking liar, and I'm walking away. Fuck you, liars. You're the first beef of the week. Yeah. Second beef of the week is doors. <laughs> what? A lot of you don't know this, but Ooh. I used to be a door-to-door salesperson. You used to be a door. Company. It was my job to go business to business and... Talk to people. It was like the well, sinks episode. The hardest part of an outside sales rep's job isn't being told no. Rejection is easy. You talk to 40, 50 people a day. They all say no. No big deal, right? Rejection is life. But the thing that was the hardest part of the job was standing outside of that door, looking at the receptionist on the other side of the door, and you both know what's about to happen. She's going to get <laughs> annoyed because you're bugging her at work. <laughs> you're going to get annoyed because... You're bugging someone at work. But this fucking door is in your way, right? And sometimes the door is push, but it says pull, or it's got a handle. Or sometimes it's pull, but it looks like a push door, or there's confusing signage on it, and you're just barely got enough courage to open that door and go talk to that person. And this fucking door is in the way. The second you pull when you were supposed to push and you jiggle that handle, Just walk you away. look like a fucking <laughs> idiot. Go the other way. And you Give know up. what? I've already lost. I feel like one too. There's been more than one time when I jiggled a handle looking at a receptionist and just walked away. Like, I, yes. I just can't. I'll come back later once I figure out this fucking door situation. Because it kills all confidence, right? A door should be very simple and easy to use. Just by looking at it, you should know which way it's going to open. Inside, outside. Fucking tell me. Tell me in the design. Tell me in the signage. Something. Make it easy. Okay, it's Human Factors 101. What is a person going to do when they just look at this sign? What the fuck are they going to do? It says pull and push. What are they going to do? Don't know. 50-50 shot. Everyone should just turn turn away and walk away. Just, we don't frequent that business anymore. Fuck that shit. A door should be an easy wall that you walk through. It shouldn't be so complicated. I fucking hate walking through a door that I'm unsure of because you're going to get that look, that look of disapproval on the other side and the door just silently staring at you like, you fucking moron. Don't you know how doors work? And the answer is no. I don't know. Those are our two beefs. I want Jimmy, James, Bruce, Cooper, our guest, and everyone in the chat to figure out which of the two they think is the beefiest, and then we'll come back and find out. All right. I paused it at 5.09. Yep, same here. Same. All right. So we got uh, we got liars versus doors. This is reminiscent of the sinks episode when he ranted for like ten minutes about mm-hmm. sinks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he very, had some valid points close. about sinks, though. And he, I'm surprised because when he talked about sinks, he mentioned the automated ones that never work. You put your hand under it, and then as soon as you move it away, the water starts coming out. He didn't talk about automated doors. I'm I'm a little disappointed in you, Mashif. But so we got liars and we got doors. And the reason I asked about the target door is because target is backwards. I don't know if you guys have ever noticed, but every time I go to target, I get confused because 90% of the places you go, the entrance is on the right and the exits on the left. Every target I've ever been to, the entrance is on the left and the exits on the right. And I almost always go to the wrong side. And then I feel like a complete jackass. Hmm. So I definitely agree there on doors, but I'm going to let, uh, Bruce Cooper uh, uh, ha- share his opinion about these two topics first, and then we'll we'll go around the we'll go around the, the table. Yeah, I feel like a, a door 
is going to piss me off more because if someone's lying to me, I can just tell them that they're being a piece of shit. You know, like you can't really like I can go up to a, a person and say, yeah, it's a f- you're, come on. What, what are you talking about? You know, like this isn't you're not telling me the truth, but a door like it's inexcusable. Somebody there's thought process in the development of that door. The worst, the absolute worst is pole doors that every door should be a push door. I don't, if it's, if it doesn't work in that area, then just put, put it somewhere else. I feel like every door should swing open in video games and in video games in particular. Like why are doors opening towards you in a video game? Just walk <laughs> through it. True. Like, mm-hmm. why is there, why is this even a question that we're still having? It's 2018, right? Like the, when they have that metal, like I feel all doors should have a metal handle, like a metal sheet. And that's it. Just you push on that sheet to get out. I, I don't know. Liars. That's a, it's human nature. You know, like we, I can go up and tell you that you're being an asshole, but a door, I can't. Doors are assholes too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I, I, as far as the point you made about technology, I agree. Um, two way swinging hinges have existed for a long time. It's, it's, you can have a door that swings both ways. I guess well, maybe that's right. It, it should go both ways, not this exclusive one way thing. Like, what is the point? That's being fancy to be fancy. There's no excuse for it. The it's only like caramel instead of caramel. We all know that caramel is the correct way of saying it, especially if it's see through. I could see why in some places, if it's a solid door, you can't see through. You may want it to go one way so that like you don't push it and knock the person over on the other side. But it, like all these places, like like restaurants and shopping and all, you know, they most of them have clear doors. You you can see through it. You can know that okay, I can push this door open. There's no one on the. There's no. They should swing both ways. Maybe hospitals, I guess. Maybe they should be able to anticipate because they're if they're an emergency. if someone gets hurt from a door hitting them, then that's just a bad day for them. <laughs> yeah. True. What do you I think? think so, so are you choosing uh, doors, Bruce? Absolutely. Doors 100%. is the bigger beef for you. All right, yeah. James. What do you think? I'm gonna have to open up with a personal anecdote. At my college, they had there's a small part that has three sets of doors, like here, here, and here. And no matter how many times I've gone through that area, I never managed to open the door on the first try. And I always feel like an idiot because it's a, it's a pretty small campus. So people know me and they probably think, oh, that's the dude that can't open the door on the first try. <laughs> that's it. Every dumbass. time I've gone up to it, I have to think like, oh, wait, is this the pull one or the push one? Which side is it? Because they're all backwards. The one leading directly into the building that's a pull, but then the door right after it, that's a push from that direction. And then the one to the right is a pull. So depending on which way you're going in, you're like, wait, which one is this? And that's so annoying. It's like you said, it doesn't have the, the, just like the push metal. It just has handles on either side just to push. And a handle is not made for pushing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Have you ever used a handle to push something? Yeah, mm-hmm, exactly. And it's like, I feel defeated when I can't open the door on the first try. A liar is like, you lied to me. You betrayed my trust. Yeah. Like, well, the door I did. Just, I don't like you. But the door, it's like the door, bet- I was betrayed by an inanimate object. That's the worst. That's the worst part. If a human being betrays you, you can just, you know, go make it right. But this, you can't. You'll just forever, you'll, you'll forever remember that door. And it's not one person that betrayed you. It's the whole team that developed that door, who chose it to be installed there. 
the whole school is out to get you. It I hope is. you know that. It is. And these are these are glass doors, Jimmy. They could all be push doors. Yeah, they should it's be. A, it's a solid glass plate. Why can't they just push open? I like uh, Zero in chat said that uh, you better hope there's not a question on your final about which way the door goes. Mm-hmm. There might be. Bonus <laughs> question. Bonus question for five extra credit points. Yeah. Which, which way does the door swing for this building? I'll fail. <laughs> I needed that exact points to win. That's funny. There, there's a Deedle in the Twitch comments said, in the book, The Design of Everyday Things, the author goes into great detail complaining about door signs and light switch layout and placement. See, that's what I'm saying. Everybody knows. There's, there's Okay, so there's official publications about how to do this shit the right way, and it still happens all the time. There's still people out there that are like, I don't know, just slap a sticker on it, call it good. So I I I don't know. I might agree with you. Although I always tend to try and step back and look at things on a global scale uh when answering these questions and I like liars especially high ranking liars can destroy nations. So mm-hmm. if if I take a step back and say like one like a few a few uh, generous non-truths can cause some serious issues when said by powerful people. So that that's the only reason I may tend to lean towards liars a little bit. But doors but is, a, is a global problem as well. What if one of those people were, you know, saw a door that lied to them and it pushed them to be that sort of person? <laughs> no, that's- better yet. <laughs> Better it. Powerful person is with another powerful person, you know. Leaders of different nations. Per- Leader A goes to push the door. It's a pull. He feels weak, emasculated. Now they go to war because he, he has to prove himself now. The door defeated him. Is that what Quite happened? Lightly, Jimmy. H- Hitler pushed one too many pulls on the- <laughs> And that was it. Wow. <laughs> Went to a new place. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, I guess, but... I, I think uh, I might have to go against the grain and say liars because it's so venomous. It's especially like because his specific example was people who are intentionally lying, like not people who may have forgotten the truth or 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 fudge the numbers or you know little white lie. No, your ass looks great in those jeans, babe. You don't look fat. You know, like. There's a, there's a difference between that and like the malicious type of like lies that can ruin people's lives, right? Like false rape claims and shit like that. Like lies can go pretty extreme, you know, and and they they can they can if I if I'm being real about this question, I might have to go with lies. But I I I do not discredit that doors mm-hmm. are a giant pain in the ass. So, it could go either way. I'm honestly not sure which way Mashif's going to go on this one. I, I could see him going either way on this. So mm-hmm. uh, I, f- I can see your reasoning, but doors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's just something evil about a improperly. I've actually thought about this before, and I've read that. I, I've seen interviews with that guy in that book or something, or somebody who was studying him. Anyway, yeah, there's liars, whatever. Doors, get the oh, fuck out of here. <laughs> All right. So we got one vote liars and two votes doors. So uh, like I said, we're at 509. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll we'll see what Machif has to say about it. According to him, there is a right answer. If you're playing at home and you've got your answer written down, we will, we're about to find out if we are right or wrong, according to Machif. So we'll do it on go. Ready? One, two, three, go. Jimmy, James, Bruce, chat. Thank you so much for your input. Let's find out which half of you are right. Now, the biggest beef of this week is <laughs> doors. Told you. And liars can be a big problem too. Don't get me wrong. Okay. But that's like a human nature thing, right? That's something that's embedded in people and they can't help it. Doors are a conscious decision that's planned out by an architect, a construction worker, an owner of a building. It has to go through all these fucking people, right? And they have to see it. It has to be approved. Like there's a lot of thought that goes into what door you put on your building. And we fuck it up time and time again. This is something that we have all the time in the world for. We can make it right. We can make it perfect, but we don't. We fuck this up on a regular basis. Everyone that's in the planning stages of putting a building together or has any kind of control over this shit, can we please, please get on board? We got to get a standardized door system going here until we stop embarrassing everyone that tries to use these businesses. Until then, if you walk up and jiggle that handle... And it's the wrong pull instead of push or push instead of pull. My sympathies go out to you. That's the biggest beef of the week. I knew it. Machif's out to get me. Machif's out to get me, man. He's smart. Uh, Jimmy over here trying to save the world. But we know. know the real problems. And it's doors. <laughs> You're probably right. I uh, I guess I, I I can see it. I I'll give it to you. I seriously think Mashif uh, tries to uh, mislead me. I, I get him wrong more consistently. <laughs> huh. Thank you, Mashif, uh, for another excellent Sheaf's beef. Uh, I'm gonna be like I said. I'm gonna be compiling. I'm gonna be clipping and compiling all the Sheaf's beef. And creating a playlist of those. So for anyone who wants to go back and, and play along with all the Chiefs beefs, we've done this is episode twenty seven now. We're getting we're getting up there. So there's been there's been quite a few beefs. It's a fun game to play. We're gonna we're gonna make a board game version of it and uh, <laughs> <laughs> sell it at Walmart or some shit. There you go. Um so James, for those who are wondering who this guy is down here, usually he's next to me, but he was late. So uh, Bruce I, Cooper I took your spot. Uh, he goes to school back in uh, Kentucky. No, that's sorry. That's Kentucky. that's where Gator Pete's from. Well, yeah, Vermont. Vermont. That's the one. I was like Kentucky. How did you pull Kentucky? <laughs> so he lives in California, but he goes to school in Vermont, and he's home. He's back in in California. He, he's in L.A. and uh, he forgot how bad L.A. traffic is. So everyone, shame James for being late. That's, no, here's the thing. That, that, I'm in Rancho Cucamonga. That's the namesake. And I'm, I'm still feeling the L.A. traffic as everyone tries to leave. Yeah. Wow. It was bad. I was like, I, I left Irvine two hours before the podcast started. I was like, that's more than enough time. Clearly, I've forgotten L.A. traffic because it still took three hours. Rookie mistake, dude. No. That's why, uh, yeah, this episode is named Best Coast to remind James where he is now. <laughs> and also because, uh, you know, even though he's not in California, Bruce is also on the uh, the Best Coast. He's on West Side, represent. So uh, 
we, one of my biggest dreams is to is to visit the east coast though i've never been i've always wanted to go to new york a lot yeah. of people know that uh i've been to nashville once and i loved it hmm. I, I, something about that city was uh magical i, I really enjoyed awesome. i also got to see elton john on a whim like last minute while i was oh, there, oh wow so that'd be cool that probably had something to a do magical with it. show it was it was very magical Nashville's pretty. I don't know. It was just it was there's was, the energy there was really cool. I, I I I'm with you, Bruce. I need to. I I love traveling. I don't do it enough. Need yeah. to do. I definitely need to get out there more. So we've reached the uh, the. We're near the end of the show. There are a couple topics I wanted to throw out there. Stuff that happened this week. We usually like to recap any crazy shit that's going on. And this just happened a few days ago. It came up in the news uh, recently. So Fortnite's. Uh, in trouble. It's it's come up a couple times with with smaller celebrities, but now the bigger celebrities are getting involved, and they're saying, "Hey, you can't use my, you can't charge people money for my shit." So, uh, for those who don't know who Alfonso Ribeiro is, I'm saying that all wrong, but uh, he is Carlton from Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Uh, he he, infam- he made infamous the uh, it's not unusual to be loved by anyone. You know that that famous Carlton dance mm-hmm. that uh, that uh, has been turned into a uh, a Fortnite dance. It's the Fortnite dance now. Yeah, he uh, he's suing him. He's saying, "Hey, that's that's my dance, and uh, if you're going to charge people money for it, I want some of that money." Um. I have very mixed feelings about this, and I kind of want to talk about it. Oh, and then this was added to this article. This was not in this article originally. Um, Backpack Kid is also joined the fight. I don't know if he saw Alfonso do it and join, but this article originally, this is an updated title. It originally said Alfonso Hibero suing over dances, and now uh, the Floss Backpack Kid is getting in the game. And I know there's been a couple other people who have kind of joked about it, um, like the the guy from Scrubs. Uh, right, had had kind of made jokes about it before, but I don't know. I, 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 I can honestly see both sides of this argument. So I'm kind of curious to see what you guys think about it. You want me to start? Hey, well, yeah. If you guys have an mm-hmm. opinion, I want to hear it. Yeah, I think. I mean, realistically, I think Fortnite or Epic Games or whoever they probably thought that this might happen and. No doubt they'll pay a little bit of money in the long run to get it, you know, the rights to that, to those things and takes money to make money sometimes, you know, like now whether or not it's right to be able to sue over a dance that you did that went viral. I don't know. I mean, I, it's one of those things like me personally, I'd be pretty stoked if, you know, uh, some shitty dance I did made it into a video game that every kid in the world is doing. Right. Would I want a piece of it? Of course I would, but you know, I don't know what that feels like, so it's hard for me to Yeah. But I do think they'll pay out a little bit or something. I mean, if they've I think that's the maybe the right thing to do or something, but uh it, it's gonna be a drop in the bucket. It's like the Facebook story, you know, like you have to pay <laughs> right. those guys a little bit, but in the long run he still won. It's I think it's kind of a similar situation here Mm -hmm. yeah you know epic they're it's a billion dollar game now they're probably just gonna settle it at a court not let any actual decision get made and it's funny because i did read an article earlier it was about is 
are Fortnite dances cultural appropriation? And they had lawyers and stuff, and it was like, technically, you can't copyright a dance move. You can copyright the choreography for the entire thing, but not one specific dance move. So it's like this legal gray area, which is why I think they're just going to settle out of court. Right. It's going to be easier. And they already like reaped all the benefits. So what's the point? Yeah. I think that's a big thing. Like it's already out there. It's already a fate. It's kids don't know it for these two people. They know it for yeah. Fortnite. The damage is done. Like I think personally, maybe the right thing to do would just be like, Hey, thank you for letting us steal this. Here's a couple, you know, $200,000 or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, like, something significant to the people maybe to that kid i don't know about carlton but and maybe very insignificant to them yeah Mm -hmm. so i there's a couple things that i thought when i read this and i and i saw this whole thing happening number one we've talked previously about uh being memeified and becoming famous for something like this like a dance or a video like the numa numa guy versus like the um, having a thick neck yeah respect the neck you know like the the different and and we kind of talked about how there's generally two things you can do you either fight it or you embrace it and you weaponize it right so i think it personally in my opinion i think it's not the smartest move on his part i think if he was thinking on a larger scale i if i were him what i would have done is i would have just had my agent contact them and say hey i'm the one that made this famous Let's let's just fucking make let's go all out with this. Let's make it a meme. I'll you know I I'll I'll come to your your fucking uh, Fortnite con and I'll you know and I'll dance in front of a crowd of a hundred thousand people. You know I'll do commercials for you guys. I'll you guys can do my motion capture. Like he could have really capitalized on the opportunity and and worked in his favor. I think by fighting it, yeah, he might get a payout, but it kind of leaves a sour taste in your mouth, right? Like. I think a lot of people will be like, ah, fuck this. Like huge Fortnite fans who are going to side with, with Epic on this are, are obviously, you know, he's going to, he might get some people that are going to be on. He could have had everyone on his side of the ring and now he's kind of polarized it, right? There's going to be the people who are, yeah, he deserves money. And then there's going to be the people who are like, no, it's a dance. You can't copyright a dance. Like he kind of polarized the issue rather than just embracing it and capitalizing on it. So I like, yeah, like you said, he'll probably get a payout, but I don't, th- I, I think he could have probably gotten more if he would have been smart about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, another point that was made, someone on Reddit made a compilation of like the 12 games that the same exact dance exists in. Like there's, there's at least 12 other games uh, from uh, Guild Wars 2 to the most recent um, Naughty Dog. Uh, what's it called? What's that game? Uh, Uncharted. Mm-hmm. Like there's a bunch of games that have the same exact dance in it and he's never said anything. And a lot of people are saying the only reason he's doing it for this one is because the dollar signs, you know? So, you know, if, if he's really concerned with his intellectual property, why wasn't he speaking out when it was in all those other games? Right. So that there's that argument. And then the third thing that kind of I'm concerned about as a content creator is the precedent that it could set. Because like, so, okay, he he popularized a dance, right? Well, what about all the YouTube videos of people doing the Carlton dance? You know, like, it, okay, so is that going to be part of the algorithm now? If, it, you know, like, it, yeah. if it, it kind of sets a precedent, like, oh, like all the people who do lip syncs and dancing and stuff on YouTube, 
if they're doing a popular dance, you know, whether it's the Nene or Superman or whatever it is, are they are they going to be at risk of being like, well, you're that's my dance. You can't do that. I, you have to pay me to use that. You know, mm-hmm. so let I, me ask you this. Do you think sorry, I, I'll let no, you. No, 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 no. I, I, I want to hear it. Do you think that if a, a content is created that gets as big as Fortnite or what, you know, generates you, a, you know, a decent amount of money, you've essentially hit the jackpot as a content creator. Should you just, you know, like it's it's one thing for Carlton to go after me you know i don't make any money on youtube or whatever sure. like to put me into a hole right it's another thing to this is a business expense for epic you sure. know like is that bad i don't know you know is it like what at what point does it go from like this is not a big deal to this is a big deal and is this just part of what business is like i don't know if that's i guess what i'm getting at is like is it that big is it who's in the wrong or is no one in the wrong? Like, is this something that should, is, is this okay? You know, like, yeah, I, and I, I honestly don't know the answer to that question. And that's why I kind of posed a few yeah, different, that's the, the whole point of the question. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, but that, yeah. but that's also why I posed the different scenarios. Like, you know, I guess what I'm saying is, should this be something that you should expect if you were to have an idea that were to generate revenue in the same way Epic games is like, is this something like, is this just a business expense? Well, I, I guess it just comes down to, for me, it's not the only thing that they monetize, right? I mean, they monetize, uh, you know, everything. Yeah. And, and they even added more. Now you get, you can now in the loot table are weapon wraps and vehicle wraps, which are more skins for stuff that wasn't skinned previously. Well, and some of those objects are culturally significant too. Like, you know, the different costumes and backpacks and all that stuff. Like they all, a lot of that stuff could pro, I mean, you know, some, you know, there's, there's the, there's the one uh, glider that looks like a Chinese dragon or whatever. Like is someone going to assume for, you know, cultural, is the, the country of China going to, <laughs> you know, like say, hey, yeah. that, is it cultural you know? appropriation? So I, I guess that that's my concern is where it, it's kind of a it's it. I don't know. I don't know if there's a right answer. It's kind of a tricky subject. I mean, Carlton's not the only person. Maybe that specific. I mean, it it is a pretty close replication of his dance and i think that's probably why he might win or get a payout is because they pretty much almost exactly replicated his dance like but the backpack kid somebody posted a video on youtube of a kid doing that dance like three years before the backpack kid ever made it famous so like that's another thing to consider is like is it just a cultural thing or it because he's the one that famous is he the one that gets to claim it now Someone else made a good point too is the fact that he uh Carlton's not a real person. He's a character mm-hmm. that was created by a giant media conglomerate. If anyone has the rights to Carlton and his dance, wouldn't it be the studio that created Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? I don't mm-hmm. like did, who who actually invented the dance. So yeah, especially if there's like cuz a lot of the times there are stipulations where like any ideas you create while working 
on this project or being a part of this project is that intellectual property of the company. It's not yours. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Is there anybody here that thinks that it is wrong for them to be suing Epic for this? I mean, I, I can definitely relate to them. I, if I was in their position, I, I can't say that I wouldn't, especially, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. if, if you see how much money they're making off of that dance and you're like, Hey, that's my dance. Yeah. Like I, I can see why, I just don't know. I don't know. I it yeah. It's a tricky. I, I and I and I've heard lots of arguments on both sides of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like personally, I think it goes to a level like how much of the dance is a part of like that character, that personality. Like when people think Carlton, do they think of that dance? Like, is that the main thing people think about, or is it a, a, a number of other factors? Right. Because they have all sorts of dances that they do like they pull k-pop dances and stuff but they're not getting sued by the companies that own the the girl groups that do the choreography so it's like how big of an that's where i'm looking for how big of the dance is it to like that character or the person that popularized it i think and without getting too controversial Mm -mm. i think it i think it becomes more dangerous i think I personally think that they have every right to sue if they want. Mm-hmm. And we live in a society, we have to be okay with the good and the bad if we want. We, we, I can say whatever I want doesn't make it right, but I live in a society where I can say whatever I want. That's part of my right. I can sue whoever I want. Doesn't mean I'm going to win or doesn't mean that it's right. Yeah, exactly. I think it becomes dangerous when we take that sort of thing away. I think it's, I think it's up to, the court or whatever, whatever processes goes through to determine the right and the wrong. I think it's silly. Yeah. It's a silly argument, you know, whatever. But I think it, I think it's important that it's happening because it's, it's, we can't have, we can't take that sort of like, right, I guess, away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's, it's part of what allows us to do whatever we want where we live, you know, like that's, that's my take on it. Yeah, I I just some people in the comments are are comparing it to art, and I do definitely agree, right? Like, obviously, if I if I paint a painting or I take a picture, and then somebody else just takes it and puts it on their website and sells prints of it, I'd be, yeah, absolutely, I'd be pissed. And I can see how this could be compared to that. Um, but with dancing i it's just hard for me i i guess maybe i don't see dancing in the same way that i see uh a physical piece of art i because dancing has always been a cultural thing most dance moves is some variation of a dance that somebody else already did i mean it, it, the african tribes who <laughs> created some of these dance moves long before anyone ever lived here like do they get a claim to influencing all of the dance through all of the generations of time? Like I, that that's, I guess that's my biggest thing is like who gets to claim. Cause his dance is, uh, is really just a combination of like four or five different dance moves that he exaggerated and kind of put his own like spin on and, and did in a very funny specific way. But I that I maybe that's why I'm having trouble with it is because mm-hmm. I don't maybe I don't value dancing in the same way that I value other art forms maybe and maybe that's my 
shortcoming. Maybe that's something I need to reconsider, but I, I, I don't know. It's, it's a hard one for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, at the same time, like you're not, your profession is as far as I know, not determining these sorts of things. Like if you had a formal training on, Sure. Deciphering this, it might be an easier thing to answer. You know. Yeah, I'm just some asshole armchair it's expert. Fa- no, no, no. no. It's just, it's, it is a fascinating. Well, I think about it all the time. Like this can. Like how can so many people make this and and make money off of it? You know, it's it's one person's idea or one. You know, where do, where's that line drawn? Sure. Mm-hmm. And that's probably what's going to get decided. Like. To what extent, like, can you own a dance? Like, do you have to own each individual move? Is it the collection of moves that make it a separate, unique thing? Right. So, and that's why we got courts to decide, to decide it. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. even if they, even if Carlton loses, it's still, if Alfonso loses, it's still going to put down, like, well, if you want to, if it comes up later, this is what was decided beforehand. Compare it to that. Right. It's going to be a, it's going to be the, the uh the standard or the the precedent it's gonna set a precedent I, the I template mean, yeah what is it it's called a case law right like once yeah case law once uh once a a case is determined it's kind of gonna set the standard for a lot of the other so and that I mean that could be and and that may be why epic pay pays outside of court because if they fight it and it goes to court and they lose, then every single person who has ever had a dance copied in a game is going to start suing like crazy, right? Like if they know that, okay, a, a court case has been decided and it's case law now that I can, uh, that I can claim a dance and I can sue a company for that dance. That's, I mean, it's, and may, whether or not that's right or wrong, I don't know, but it will be decided if it goes to court. Um, right. And, and right. full-blown choreography, as mentioned in the comments, can be copyrighted. But you're talking about like a full choreographed dance, not just like a couple dance moves. So where I guess maybe what is the definition of choreography? Obviously, if someone tried to uh, monetize the entire thriller dance from beginning to end, they'll get their ass sued. So I, where, where's that line between this is a dance move and this is a choreographed arrangement. I think Fortnite too is the first situation where they've taken like something that was already somewhat viral and used it in their kind of IP. I don't think it, it, at the degree that it's at, I think that this has happened before, but never at the scale that Fortnite is. Fortnite's kind of a it's a groundbreaking thing. I mean, oh, they're, they're they're venturing into it's available on every platform on every system for free. It's I mean, a, it's yeah, it's a cultural phenomenon. Yeah, and I don't think that we've ever experienced that before at this level. Like, if I were to make a video and put it up on YouTube of me picking my nose, and that becomes an emo in a game, that's one thing. But it's a completely <laughs> different thing for it to become an emo in Fortnite. I want that emo. Yeah, you know, like in Fortnite, like that's that's a that's a different it's Fortnite's at a different level. So I I often wonder if we'll ever see a game like Fortnite again. Maybe we will, I don't know. I mean there it's happened a few times. I I, I mean if you look at like wow in its heyday, I mean it 
I, there was a time right, when, yeah. you know, there were celebrities doing commercials for WoW and stuff. I don't know if it was on the scale of Fortnite. I mean, Fortnite's got, like, Samsung doing ninja commercials for V-Bucks and shit, so. Yeah. But Fortnite, or WoW, you've always had to make some sort of a payment. With this, like, anyone on any device, anywhere, PlayStation, phones, computers, Xbox, can download it for free and play it for free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like... I know WoW had like a two week trial, but they're, you know, you can do, you can play WoW on your phone right. or on your console, you know? No, that's a good point. Absolutely. It's very accessible. It's extremely accessible. Yeah, it's it, like, like if you compare it to sport, it's like soccer. What do you need to play soccer? A ball. Exactly. You yeah, don't even like soccer, need an entire soccer. field. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good point. Huh? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens in the next couple months with all of that. Because I know, like I said, I know a few other artists and a few other like actors and comedians have kind of joked about it. Like, hey, Fortnite stole my dance. But like no one's ever pulled the trigger on it. And uh, so it'll it's it's something that's probably going to have some cultural significance here in a few weeks. We'll see. We'll see what happens with it. Personally, I still think, right or wrong, I still think he could have uh, leveraged it <laughs> and just been like the face of Fortnite. I th- Maybe I th- he did. Maybe he tried. Yeah, oh, that's true. Maybe he did reach out to him and they were like, mm-hmm. nah, we're good. They just Some didn't talk to him. They just didn't stuff. say anything to him, probably. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, oh, another one in the spam bucket. Carlton? <laughs> not Drake, sorry. Alfonso? Uh... Yeah, oof. oof. Oh. This guy? Eight. Popular in the 80s. Uh, Backpack kid. Alfredo who? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, good point. You, you like, may... Do you have blue hair? Are you Drake? Yeah. So uh, real quick before we close, we're about to end. Uh, what do you guys, have you guys seen, uh, <laughs> have you guys seen Will Smith as, uh, <laughs> as, the, oh. as the genie? Some people are not happy about it. Mm-hmm. I actually haven't. I other than that picture or that that one thing you sent, and yeah. I still don't know how. I f- it's like here to me. It's like hearing Pikachu as Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> oh, that was so bizarre. Realistic, for me. Pichu, realistic Pikachu, and it's Ryan Reynolds. It's, it's weird. It's weird, but I don't know if it's wrong. You know, mm-hmm. like I don't know. I don't know if I'm. It's they did a really weird thing there. Mm-hmm. I want to know, I and I and I and I honestly don't know the answer to this question, and so I'm asking this out of pure ignorance. Traditionally, are genies portrayed by black men? Because I don't see why not. Because um, if mm. you if you look at because uh, there was that movie that Shaq did or whatever, uh, Kazam. Kazam, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like and I and I and I feel like I've seen that uh, a few times portrayed that way, and so I'm wondering is is there is there a choice like is that part of this or is it just he he uh, auditioned for the part and got it like I like it, it just seems like such a departure from like it's a completely different like I feel like in a lot of the the reiterations that Disney's been doing with their IP, with a lot of this live action stuff, it's been pretty close to, and obviously Robin Williams has passed away. So they, you know, can't use him or his likeness or whatever, but it just feels like a complete departure from the original film that they made. So like, I, I don't, I don't know why, what the, you know, it, it, I don't know. It, do, on the Broadway one, is that, 
what they use because it it was on Broadway for a while too, and it's just. It even uh, mentions in the title "Hip Hop Genie." Like I don't understand why it's Will not th- Smith's Hip Hop Genie. <laughs> I think does he rap in the movie? I don't understand. If I remember correctly, Robin Williams had a really bad relationship with Disney after this movie came out. Like a really bad. He said something like, "If you don't do not use my voice to sell the movie." And so they weren't really originally supposed to use his voice in any of the commercials or toys or anything like that. And they immediately went back on their word about that. And from what I've understood, like Robin Williams vowed to never work with Disney again. So I, even if this movie were to come out later on, I highly doubt Robin Williams would be in it unless there was some patched up thing. I think the fact that, that there's a black actor in the movie, I, I, I personally, think that that's a coincidence that with Kazam. I don't know if there's any sort of history or anything. Mm-hmm. I, I am very excited for this movie. I can't wait to see it. I think Will Smith is going to do great. I'm a huge yeah, Will Smith. He's a great actor. Yeah, like he's in, you know, we've talked about him how many times tonight inadvertently. I'm like, you know, with the Carlton thing and the Fresh Prince thing. Like, Yeah, obviously I think, he's a cultural phenomenon. Sure, yeah. You I know, think, that, I think we're lucky to have him. In rewind. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, 2019 is the year of Will Smith. <laughs> he will be everywhere. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. As long, I mean, as long as they don't pull like a Men in Black or Wild Wild West and like it's I mean, it would completely break the immersion for me if like right in the middle of the Aladdin movie, it's one of his signature like rap songs about the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows, man? That might happen. Yeah. Welcome to Aladdin where the heat is on all night. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. As corny as it is, you know, they're like, I, I love that. Yeah. (laughs) In a weird way, you know, right now, rap song right in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That Bishop girl said, I need that in my life. I mean, we'll see. Um, I mean, most of their live action stuff I've been pretty okay with. I've enjoyed it. Um, I'm curious they're doing the lion King too. They're rem- oh. they're doing live action Lion King, so I'm I'm curious to see how they handle that one. It's gonna be they call it they don't call it CGI they call it hyper realistic. Uh, they're I, I guess they're using the same techniques that they used on uh, the Jungle Book, except the difference being there's no humans in it. So yeah. So I I don't know Disney's just doing what they do. <laughs> I hope that this is that Aladdin is a throwback and is as true to the original as possible but i would be okay with them bringing you know some modern feel to it a little bit you know a tiny bit my biggest concern is there's no monkey in this picture so yeah well they did show uh yeah they showed a poo oh they did Mm -hmm. all right well as long as the monkey's in it then i'll give it a chance let me see if i can find you that image i'm so excited for the jungle or for uh um the lion king i'm so excited for that it's one of my favorite disney things well i mean who who's gonna do the music is it gonna be uh phil collins or elton john or gosh i don't know (laughs) they need to bring back phil collins for disney movies i just want him to make all the disney movies it's my favorite part of Tarzan, man. I was yeah. I was talking to Lady Navio about that. There needs to be more uh, Phil Collins songs in Disney movies. All right, here's the, oh, there's the monkey. 
Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Okay. I can get I can get behind that. It looks like a monkey. <laughs> it does look like a monkey. Thank That's you. the only re- prerequisite, so it should be good. Yeah. All right. Well, I will. I it's we're just gonna have to wait and see. <sighs> I'm very. I'm personally very excited for the Disney stuff. Yeah, it's Disney. They're consistent. How bad can they do it? I'm. I'm. I'm like. I'm also going to Disneyland next weekend, so I'm a Disney fan. I haven't been in a while. It's been a while. I need to make a trip. I enjoy Disneyland. It's changed it's a good. lot since I've been there too. No more Tower of Terror. I'm kind of. I'm kind of bummed. That out. is a disappointment. Mm-hmm. They turned it into Guardians of the Galaxy or some shit. So, uh, I'll give it a shot though. Twenty dollar churro. Yeah. Don't worry about it. It's the experience. Yeah. <laughs> you, a lot. When you go to Disneyland, you have to accept the fact you're spending three hundred dollars on food if you want to eat there. Yeah, you just got to budget for it and and just go knowing that you're gonna spend more than you probably would anywhere else, and just be okay with it. It's like when you go to Vegas, right? You go to Vegas and you say, "Okay, while I'm in Vegas, I'm going to allow myself to lose five hundred dollars." You never go expecting to win anything. You just set a limit and you say, "I'm gonna go blow this money and have fun, and then I'm gonna go home." And as long as you've been to Vegas as an adult, it's fun. I enjoy it. That's what everyone has told me is like set a limit and do not go a dime over it. Yeah. I I mean, I, I personally, I, I'm such a nerd, but I'm like, man, I go for the shows, but I really do. There's (laughs) a lot. I love blue man group. I love the, the Beatles, uh, Cirque du Soleil show. Uh, it's called love. Uh, there's, there's a lot of really fun shows. There's a lot of free shows too. There's just like so much to do there. You could spend a week there just walking around doing shit for free and never run out of stuff to do. So that's cool. I mean, if you want to gamble, cool, but just don't expect to win. Just do it for the fun and the blinking lights. And, you know, if you win, cool. I paid for a whole trip once. I got lucky and <laughs> you, know, cool. you hit a hit on a slot machine and it paid for my hotel room and everything. It was, it was a great trip. But I, you know, you can't, as long as you go there and you're not like, no, I got to win my money back. I'm down 300. And, you, and you're going to the ATM, like that's when it gets dangerous. Yeah, that's scary. Mm-hmm. If you have addictive tendencies, it's probably just better to avoid it altogether. <laughs> I've lost 20 times in a row. It won't happen again. All right, Bruce. Um, that's about it. I think we did it. Cool. I, uh, I appreciate you so much for being here. I can't say thank you enough for doing it on such short notice. Sometimes, like, you know, I, I have my co-host, James, and I also have my editor, Frost, and Mashif, who does Sheaf's Beef. And we, we, we talk almost on a daily basis. And a couple days ago, we were like, hey, do we have a guest for this week? Mm-hmm. <laughs> With oh, the holidays, God. it's been kind of crazy. Glad and I, be your last choice. And, uh, no! <laughs> <laughs> I've got a, a, like I said, you're on my big hitters list. And I was like, ah, should I message him? Like pretty short notice and i and i was just like ah why not what the fuck let's let's see what happens and you were like so gracious and i really appreciate that so um you're now you're now an official hit the bucket alum and uh maybe uh once we uh i have a personal goal not to repeat guests for at least 50 episodes but you've been great and if you're willing i'd love to have you back sometime in the future yeah, man. I, and like to me, I'd like to end with a sort of my my this goes to everybody, regardless of if you know me or not at any hour of the day, 365 days a year, every social media 
outlet that I have, my DMs are always open. If you ever need someone to talk to, good or bad, I don't care. DM me, even if you don't know me. I will always lend an ear when I can. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else? Wholesome, wholesome man. Anything you, nope. you're, you're working on? Any projects? Any plugs? Oh, yeah. So go check out his show, the, that episode. They're gonna, they promised me there's more to come. There's... They, cartoon? Yeah, the cartoon. Why don't, yeah, uh, just, just YouTube Trash Planet. Trash Planet. Uh, Bruce Cooper does some voice work on it, and it is hilarious. We played it earlier during the show, so make sure you. you go and, and support that. You can find him at twitch.tv forward slash Bruce Cooper. Tons of good content, variety streamer, great community. Uh, and go, go show him some love and give him a follow, and he will probably make you laugh at least once while you're there hopefully and james still working on those youtube videos i am i'm really i'm really sad i missed today and yesterday uh-oh because of your streak things. i know my 28 episode streak has been broken but it's the winter break i'm literally doing nothing but making videos and streaming i'm gonna get right back on it there you go that's how you gotta do it content cool. is king Got to crank it out. All right, um, Bruce Cooper, is there anyone streaming right now you want to throw a, f- a fun little raid at? Oh, let me see. Um... We'll go. We'll go. We'll go visit someone. Drop some some buckets and stuff on them. Since I got gifted all of those subs tonight. <laughs> Thank you yeah, guys okay. so much. By the way, that was insane. I I really wasn't expecting that. I appreciate it chaotic squid is you know i have so many people that i think what feels like every day and chaotic squid is chaotic squid normie peasant uh deciding like all these people are great um yeah let's go hit up uh my buddy he's a brand he's brand new to streaming um his name is actual dangs would you mind typing it in chat or discord just so i can copy paste it there you go yeah go give him a Go give him a follow. Absolutely awesome guy. Um, he is a lot of fun, and he's very appreciative of just the the opportunity he has to get to stream, and I, I always really respect that. Cool. So uh, per the suggestion of Bruce Cooper, please stick around. We're going to go raid actual dangs, drop some buckets, say hi, show him some love. And uh, Bruce Cooper, if you want to stick around on Zoom just for a couple minutes, we usually like to take a couple uh, promotional snapshots for Frost to use for like the thumbnails and stuff. Absolutely. All right. I'm going to hit that raid. And thank you once again for everyone being here tonight. It's been a blast. Much love. Oh, one final note. Probably no podcast next week. It is is, uh, Christmas week. It's the holidays. So go enjoy your family and friends. And we'll be back in January with a bunch of awesome guests to come. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Good night, everyone. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah, all that stuff. Enjoy it. Ooh.